part two chapter one section seven of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter one night section seven do you know he began with flashing eyes almost menacingly bending right forward in his chair raising the forefinger of his right hand above him obviously unaware that he was doing so do you know who are the only god-bearing people on earth destined to regenerate and save the world in the name of a new god and to whom are given the keys of life and of the new world do you know which is that people and what is its name from your manner i am forced to conclude and i think i may as well do so at once that it is the russian people and you can laugh oh what a race shatov burst out calm yourself i beg of you on the contrary i was expecting something of the sort from you you expected something of the sort and don't you know those words yourself i know them very well i see only too well what you're driving at all your phrases even the expression god-bearing people is only a sequel to our talk two years ago abroad not long before you went to america at least as far as i can recall it now it's your phrase altogether not mine your own not simply the sequel of our conversation our conversation it was not at all it was a teacher uttering weighty words and a pupil who was raised from the dead i was that pupil and you were the teacher but if you remember it was just after my words you joined their society and only afterwards went away to america yes and i wrote to you from america about that i wrote to you about everything yes i could not at once tear my bleeding heart from what i had grown into from childhood on which had been lavished all the raptures of my hopes and all the tears of my hatred it is difficult to change gods i did not believe you then because i did not want to believe i plunged for the last time into that sewer but the seed remained and grew up seriously tell me seriously didn't you read all my letter from america perhaps you didn't read it at all i read three pages of it the two first and the last and i glanced through the middle as well but i was always meaning ah never mind drop it damn it cried shatov waving his hand if you've renounced those words about the people now how could you have uttered them then that's what crushes me now i wasn't joking with you then in persuading you i was perhaps more concerned with myself than with you stavrogin pronounced enigmatically you weren't joking in america i was lying for three months on straw beside a hapless creature and i learnt from him that at the very time when you were sowing the seed of god and the fatherland in my heart at that very time perhaps during those very days you were infecting the heart of that hapless creature that maniac kirillov with poison you confirmed false malignant ideas in him and brought him to the verge of insanity go look at him now he is your creation you've seen him though in the first place i must observe that kirillov himself told me that he is happy and that he's good your supposition that all this was going on at the same time is almost correct but what of it i repeat i was not deceiving either of you are you an atheist an atheist now yes and then just as i was then i wasn't asking you to treat me with respect when i began the conversation with your intellect you might have understood that shatov muttered indignantly 
i didn't get up at your first word i didn't close the conversation i didn't go away from you but have been sitting here ever since submissively answering your questions and cries so it seems i have not been lacking in respect to you yet shatov interrupted waving his hand do you remember your expression that an atheist can't be a russian that an atheist at once ceases to be a russian do you remember saying that did i nikolai vsyevolodovitch questioned him back you ask you've forgotten and yet that was one of the truest statements of the leading peculiarity of the russian soul which you divined you can't have forgotten it i will remind you of something else you said then that a man who was not orthodox could not be russian i imagine that's a slavophile idea the slavophiles of to-day disown it nowadays people have grown cleverer but you went further you believed that roman catholicism was not christianity you asserted that rome proclaimed christ subject to the third temptation of the devil announcing to all the world that christ without an earthly kingdom cannot hold his ground upon earth catholicism by so doing proclaimed antichrist and ruined the whole western world you pointed out that if france is in agonies now it's simply the fault of catholicism for she has rejected the iniquitous god of rome and has not found a new one that's what you could say then i remember our conversations if i believed no doubt i should repeat it even now i wasn't lying when i spoke as though i had faith nikolai vsyevolodovitch pronounced very earnestly but i must tell you this repetition of my ideas in the past makes a very disagreeable impression on me can't you leave off if you believe it repeated shatov paying not the slightest attention to this request but didn't you tell me that if it were mathematically proved to you that the truth excludes christ you'd prefer to stick to christ rather than to the truth did you say that did you but allow me too at last to ask a question said nikolai vsyevolodovitch raising his voice what is the object of this irritable and malicious cross-examination this examination will be over for all eternity and you will never hear it mentioned again you keep insisting that we are outside the limits of time and space hold your tongue shatov cried suddenly i am stupid and awkward but let my name perish in ignominy let me repeat your leading idea oh only a dozen lines only the conclusion repeat it if it's only the conclusion stavrogin made a movement to look at his watch but restrained himself and did not look shatov bent forward in his chair again and again held up his finger for a moment not a single nation he went on as though reading it line by line still gazing menacingly at stavrogin not a single nation has ever been founded on principles of science or reason there has never been an example of it except for a brief moment through folly socialism is from its very nature bound to be atheism seeing that it has from the very first proclaimed that it is an atheistic organization of society and that it intends to establish itself exclusively on the elements of science and reason science and reason have from the beginning of time played a secondary and subordinate part in the life of nations so it will be till the end of time nations are built up and moved by another force which sways and dominates them the origin of which is unknown and inexplicable that force is a force of an insatiable desire to go on to the end though at the same time it denies that end it is the force of the persistent assertion of one's own existence and a denial of death 
it's the spirit of life as the scriptures call it the river of living water the drying up of which is threatened in the apocalypse it's the aesthetic principle as the philosophers call it the ethical principle with which they identify it the seeking for god as i call it more simply the object of every national movement in every people and at every period of its existence is only the seeking for its god who must be its own god and the faith in him as the only true one god is the synthetic personality of the whole people taken from its beginning to its end it has never happened that all or even many peoples have had one common god but each has always had its own it's a sign of the decay of nations when they begin to have gods in common when gods begin to be common to several nations the gods are dying and the faith in them together with the nations themselves the stronger a people the more individual their god there never has been a nation without a religion that is without an idea of good and evil every people has its own conception of good and evil and its own good and evil when the same conceptions of good and evil become prevalent in several nations then these nations are dying and then the very distinction between good and evil is beginning to disappear reason has never had the power to define good and evil or even to distinguish between good and evil even approximately on the contrary it has always mixed them up in a disgraceful and pitiful way science is even given the solution by the fist this is particularly characteristic of the half-truths of science the most terrible scourge of humanity unknown till this century and worse than plague famine or war a half-truth is a despot such as has never been in the world before a despot that has its priests and its slaves a despot to whom all do homage with love and superstition hitherto inconceivable before which science itself trembles and cringes in a shameful way these are your own words stavrogin all except that about the half-truth that's my own because i am myself a case of half-knowledge and that's why i hate it particularly i haven't altered anything of your ideas or even of your words not a syllable i don't agree that you've not altered anything stavrogin observed cautiously you accepted them with ardour and in your ardour have transformed them unconsciously the very fact that you reduce god to a simple attribute of nationality he suddenly began watching shatov with intense and peculiar attention not so much his words as himself i reduce god to the attribute of nationality cried shatov on the contrary i raise the people to god and has it ever been otherwise the people is the body of god every people is only a people so long as it has its own god and excludes all other gods on earth irreconcilably so long as it believes that by its god it will conquer and drive out of the world all other gods such from the beginning of time has been the belief of all great nations all anyway who have been specially remarkable all who have been leaders of humanity there is no going against facts the jews lived only to await the coming of the true god and left the world the true god the greeks deified nature and bequeathed the world their religion that is philosophy and art rome deified the people in the state and bequeathed the idea of the state to the nations france throughout her long history was only the incarnation and development of the roman god and if they have at last flung their roman god into the abyss and plunged into atheism which for the time being they call socialism it is solely because socialism is anyway healthier than roman catholicism 
if a great people does not believe that the truth is only to be found in itself alone in itself alone and in it exclusively if it does not believe that it alone is fit and destined to raise up and save all the rest by its truth it would at once sink into being ethnographical material and not a great people a really great people can never accept a secondary part in the history of humanity nor even one of the first but will have the first part a nation which loses this belief ceases to be a nation but there is only one truth and therefore only a single one out of the nations can have the true god even though other nations may have great gods of their own only one nation is god-bearing that's the russian people and, and and can you think me such a fool stavrogin he yelled frantically all at once that i can't distinguish whether my words at this moment are the rotten old commonplaces that have been ground out in all the slavophil mills in moscow or a perfectly new saying the last word the sole word of renewal and resurrection and and what do i care for your laughter at this minute what do i care that you utterly utterly fail to understand me not a word not a sound oh how i despise your haughty laughter and your look at this minute he jumped up from his seat there was positively foam on his lips on the contrary shatov on the contrary stavrogin began with extraordinary earnestness and self-control still keeping his seat on the contrary your fervent words have revived many extremely powerful recollections in me in your words i recognized my own mood two years ago and now i will not tell you as i did just now that you have exaggerated my ideas i believe indeed that they were even more exceptional even more independent and i assure you for the third time that i should be very glad to confirm all that you've said just now every syllable of it but but you want a hair what your own nasty expression shatov laughed spitefully sitting down again to cook your hair you must first catch it to believe in god you must first have a god you used to say that in petersburg i'm told like nozdryov who tried to catch a hare by his hind legs no what he did was to boast he'd caught him by the way allow me to trouble you with a question though for indeed i think i have the right to one now tell me have you caught your hare don't dare to ask me in such words ask differently quite differently shatov suddenly began trembling all over certainly i'll ask differently nikolai vsyevolodovitch looked coldly at him i only wanted to know do you believe in god yourself i believe in russia i believe in her orthodoxy i believe in the body of christ i believe that the new advent will take place in russia i believe shatov muttered frantically and in god in god i i i will believe in god not one muscle moved in stavrogin's face shatov looked passionately and defiantly at him as though he would have scorched him with his eyes i haven't told you that i don't believe he cried at last i will only have you know that i am a luckless tedious book and nothing more so far so far but confound me we're discussing you not me i'm a man of no talent and can only give my blood nothing more like every man without talent never mind my blood either i'm talking about you i've been waiting here two years for you here i've been dancing about in my nakedness before you for the last half hour you only you can raise that flag he broke off and sat as though in despair with his elbows on the table and his head in his hands i merely mention it as something queer stavrogin interrupted suddenly 
every one for some inexplicable reason keeps foisting a flag upon me pyotr verkovensky too is convinced that i might raise his flag that's how his words were repeated to me anyway he has taken it into his head that i'm capable of playing the part of stenka razin for them from my extraordinary aptitude for crime his saying too what cried shatov from your extraordinary aptitude for crime just so hm and is it true he asked with an angry smile is it true that when you were in petersburg you belonged to a secret society for practising beastly sensuality is it true that you could give lessons to the marquis de sade is it true that you decoyed and corrupted children speak don't dare to lie he cried beside himself nikolai stavrogin cannot lie to shatov who struck him in the face tell me everything and if it's true i'll kill you here on the spot i did talk like that but it was not i who outraged children stavrogin brought out after a silence that lasted too long he turned pale and his eyes gleamed but you talked like that shatov went on imperiously keeping his flashing eyes fastened upon him is it true that you declared that you saw no distinction in beauty between some brutal obscene action and any great exploit even the sacrifice of life for the good of humanity is it true that you have found identical beauty equal enjoyment in both extremes it's impossible to answer like this i won't answer muttered stavrogin who might well have got up and gone away but who did not get up and go away i don't know either why evil is hateful and good is beautiful but i know why the sense of that distinction is effaced and lost in people like the stavrogins shatov persisted trembling all over do you know why you made that base and shameful marriage simply because the shame and senselessness of it reached the pitch of genius oh you are not one of those who linger on the brink you fly head foremost you married from a passion for martyrdom from a craving for remorse through moral sensuality it was a laceration of the nerves defiance of common sense was too tempting stavrogin and a wretched half-witted crippled beggar when you bit the governor's ear did you feel sensual pleasure did you you idle loafing little snob did you you're a psychologist said stavrogin turning paler and paler though you're partly mistaken as to the reasons of my marriage but who can have given you all this information he asked smiling with an effort was it kirillov but he had nothing to do with it you turn pale but what is it you want nikolai vsyevolodovitch asked raising his voice at last i've been sitting under your lash for the last half hour and you might at least let me go civilly unless you really have some reasonable object in treating me like this reasonable object of course you're in duty bound anyway to let me know your object i've been expecting you to do so all the time but you've shown me nothing so far but frenzied spite i beg you to open the gate for me he got up from the chair shatov rushed frantically after him kiss the earth water it with your tears pray for forgiveness he cried clutching him by the shoulder i didn't kill you that morning though i drew back my hands stavrogin brought out almost with anguish keeping his eyes on the ground speak out speak out you came to warn me of danger you have let me speak you mean to-morrow to announce your marriage publicly do you suppose i don't see from your face that some new menacing idea is dominating you stavrogin why am i condemned to believe in you through all eternity could i speak like this to anyone else 
i have modesty but i am not ashamed of my nakedness because it's stavrogin i am speaking to i was not afraid of caricaturing a grand idea by handling it because stavrogin was listening to me can't i kiss your footprints when you've gone i can't tear you out of my heart nikolai stavrogin i'm sorry i can't feel affection for you shatov stavrogin replied coldly i know you can't and i know you are not lying listen i can set it all right i can catch your hair for you stavrogin did not speak you're an atheist because you're a snob a snob of the snobs you've lost the distinction between good and evil because you've lost touch with your own people a new generation is coming straight from the heart of the people and you will know nothing of it neither you nor the verkovenskys father or son nor i for i'm a snob too i the son of your serf and lackey pashka listen attain to god by work it all lies in that or disappear like rotten mildew attain to him by work god by work what sort of work peasant's work go give up all your wealth ah you laugh you're afraid of some trick but stavrogin was not laughing you suppose that one may attain to god by work and by peasant's work he repeated reflecting as though he had really come across something new and serious which was worth considering by the way he passed suddenly to a new idea you reminded me just now do you know that i'm not rich at all that i've nothing to give up i'm scarcely in a position even to provide for marya timofyevna's future another thing i came to ask you if it would be possible for you to remain near marya timofyevna in the future as you are the only person who has some influence over her poor brain i say this so as to be prepared for anything all right all right you're speaking of marya timofyevna said shatov waving one hand while he held a candle in the other all right afterwards of course listen go to tikhon to whom to tikhon who used to be a bishop he lives retired now on account of illness here in the town in the bogorodsky monastery what do you mean nothing people go and see him you go what is it to you what is it to you it's the first time i've heard of him and i've never seen anything of that sort of people thank you i'll go this way shatov lighted him down the stairs go along he flung open the gate into the street i shan't come to you any more shatov said stavrogin quietly as he stepped through the gateway the darkness and the rain continued as before End of Part 2, Chapter 1, Recording by Expatria in Bangor, Maine.